so I'm going to start recording right now. I just clickety-click. I'm going to do... The technical term. Do what? It's the technical term. The technical term, yeah. Clickety-click. That's what we call it in the podcast industry. I'm going to do the clickety-click. Just so you know, when people say funny, amusing things at the beginning of our recordings, I usually keep them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there for your consent. Then let's do this wickety-wackety-wackety-wackety-wackety-wackety-wackety. <laughs> This is going to be fun. (laughs) I'm so excited, excited, excited. Hey guys, this is Erica again from theweandme.com. Thanks for joining us on our new We and Me podcast today. We're super excited to introduce you to who we affectionately call Shecky from the Sheck Check. This is Arez, and how's it going, Arez? I am good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, real quick, I love how phony that is, by the way, because we've been legitimately, audience, just so you know, we've been talking for like almost an hour now, and I love the beginning <laughs> of podcasts where people just pretend like they haven't been talking for like 20 minutes, or in our case, have, 57 minutes. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. We just got on the phone literally it seconds has ago, not been happened. an hour that we've been talking beforehand it's just one of my favorite <laughs> things about podcasts when i listen to podcasts it's like hey thanks for joining us like you you know you've been you know that person so well i i follow you both on twitter so i know that there is no way you've been talking for 30 seconds and just welcome them <laughs> to the show don't lie to me <laughs> you're faking it fake, you are fake. you are faking it and what we wanted to Steak talk is to, in right now, though. It, it really is, and I'm not yeah. sure how that happened, but we need we need to stop that. Um, fake. It needs, needs to, to be end. stopped. It does. It hashtag and fake. That is the hashtag for this podcast now. Yeah. Because apparently that's the thing people do too. They create hashtags for their podcasts. Hashtag for real. Hashtag totally. <laughs> hashtag lame. I like that one. <laughs> I like that. It's simple, it's concise, it's to the point. I like simplistic definitions that are easy to understand, which is one of the things that we wanted to talk to Shecky about. Apologies, we're just going to continue calling you Shecky throughout this podcast. I am going to embrace it. Okay. Because it feels like a term of love. It, it is. It's, it comes from a happy place. It does. We were, we were chit-chatting the other day about responsibilities. And then today, a little bit as well, before we hopped on here, we had been chatting some about responsibilities, words being massively important, the definitions that people use. So I want to start by talking a little bit about what you think, since we've had some of these conversations over the last probably month or so now. Yeah. I want to get your just initial take on responsibilities as far as people within the mental health community go. Is it really everyone's responsibility to be concerned for me, to care about me, to want to make sure that I am okay and that they don't ever trigger or harm me in any way? No. (laughs) Right. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks. That wraps it up for today. Well, no. Here's the thing. You can, if it kind of goes to... I mean, responsibility in my first jump to is personal responsibility. Yes, me too. And we each have a personal responsibility to 
work towards taking care of ourselves and forming a better way to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. It is a beautiful thing to have caring and compassionate people around you. And and it's about finding those people throughout our lives. Yeah. And continually finding those people throughout our lives because that's not it's not gonna be a constant thing. Sorry, I don't believe that like, you know, we have we all have constant relationships in our life who are going to be the same way to work. Oh us yeah. No, I absolutely and agree care about that. us in the same way. Yeah. Um if if we believe that life moves forward and we're moving forward and growing, then we have to understand that that's other people as well. We all have a responsibility to ourselves to take care of ourselves. If we are working towards taking care of ourselves, we are helping taking care of other people in that sense as well. But mm-hmm. to the extent where I, I don't think we should be coddled by a community. Right. Um, you know, I don't feel like we should be kind of, I think you made a reference at one point, like, you know, like a little bird in your hand. Yeah. Um, that's not how I think we should always be to each other. Yeah. There are times and there are places. And then when it comes to our own mental health, and our triggers, we should be working on that with our therapist because the therapist is the one that, or counselor, or whoever you see, is the one that is professionally like trained to do that and help you and push you to a stronger you. But I don't think tiptoeing around things and trying to like coddle and all the and all that stuff is actually helpful to any anybody. Because in this, I mean, I feel like I'm jumping, but... No, no, you know, you're good. Go ahead. In this Go. world, like, we are going to be affected by so many things. And, like, like affected by so many things in this world. Triggered. Whatever word you want to use. Right. Whatever we're coming across in our daily life. People and phrases and things. Mm-hmm. It's, or, it's our responsibility to know how to deal with that. Yes. So we can't expect the world around us to kind of alter that for us no matter what community you're in or what place in the community you're in the responsibility in your life it the responsibility is ours we can care about other people and be sensitive to things but we still have a responsibility to ourselves to learn how to deal with things that come up and things in the community and things with other human beings because we're kind of living in a fake world if we think the world is going to alter that for us. So like true. how I brought that back. I did. I see. It came full circle there. I see what you did. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> as, as you know, I am in full agreement with that, especially in regards to, I'm going to bring it to triggers really quick because I know you mentioned that a couple times while you were talking about responsibility. And previously we had discussed this some, but I wanted to bring it to triggers in the podcast a little bit. So we had discussed your triggers are your own responsibility as well. If you are, you know, and then you're bringing up that if you're working in therapy, work in therapy. So work if, in it. Yeah, work. That's right. Key. That's why people work say Work in that. therapy because there's a lot of want to not work in therapy. Yeah. And for me, like just talking in therapy is not work. Right. Like you should be getting tools. You should be getting ways to manage things. I will straight up say fire your therapist if all you're doing is talking. And like, it's like a coffee shop therapist. Yeah, I love that. No, I love that description, a coffee shop therapist. How I've explained it to actually our current doctor is I don't, I don't need another friend. I'm in my thirties. The people I have in my life, I'm very happy with. 
I don't need you to be a friend. I need you to be somebody that is going to challenge us, that is going to listen to what I say, what my parts say, and actually work and make us do the work and get us to a point to where things that are highly triggering, even some of the things that are highly triggering in everyday life, but then we can function. If I'm not working on that, if I'm not working with my parts on some of those things, then there is zero purpose in my mind to have a doctor to work with. And I have DID and I understand I don't know everything that's happened in my childhood and that sort of thing in, in the sense that it, the knowledge is in my brain, the body memories, I have them. But I don't have clear, consistent timelines is what I mean by that. What is the purpose of my doctor if they're not going to assist me and challenge me? Isn't that, generally speaking, kind of the main point of having a psychologist? If I want someone to tell me how good and awesome I am, I'll go find a relative who loves me and coddles me, or I will go and talk to my best friend. But to be perfectly I honest... Don't. That doesn't work either because my best friend is very much similar to my therapist. Like, no, cut the shit. <laughs> it literally is because I've had therapists like that where they were trying more to be my friend. And they were yeah. like, hey, let's just talk. Let's... So it became like these endless sessions of me talking. Oh, my God, guess what happened this week? Oh, my God, guess what happened this week? Oh, my God, guess what happened this week? What that ended up doing is like, number one, years and years of wasted money and years and years of not getting any tools for survival, for management, for dealing with any of my triggers, and for actually dealing with any of my emotions right. and my feelings. And so all these, all that ended up doing was bubbling it up. And then I move on to another thing. And I was not getting tools. I was not getting ways to manage. And I also wasn't actually dealing with any deep down feelings and emotions and not just not learning to manage them, but I never, I wasn't learning to work through them and what right. they were connected with. So what it led to was even more pain, even more kind of being stuck in the same cycle. Their job is to help build me up. Their job is not to help build me up in a surface level, right. which to me, it's not saying you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, I believe in you, you're great, you're wonderful, kind of like how you were saying. Yeah. Their job is to teach me how to get stronger right. and to help me get stronger. And we don't get stronger by doing that surface level crap right. of building on a surface level. You build someone up by giving them the tools. It's like going to the gym, not that I go to the gym. But like, me neither. It's like, <laughs> right? It's like, but you go to the gym and you do those, like the weight machines, right? And you and you have to, and you sweat and you feel gross and you feel maybe uncomfortable, you know, doing the weight machines, I've been told. Right. And, but what happens is your muscles strengthen. Right. Or going on like the, you know, therapy is that to help give you the tools to get stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And to help you manage life not avoid what's happening in life. Right, And yeah. that's what we're doing. If we're trying to avoid triggers, then we're never learning to deal with them. If we're asking people to not say things, do things, because they trigger us, it weakens us ultimately. It makes us weak, and it doesn't help us deal with anything or set us up for any kind of success dealing with things in life later. It's all underestimating our strengths. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's my it. rant. That, that's my One rant. Second. I'm getting off my I'm getting off my 
my soapbox, and I'm a little shorter now, and I'm already short, so. <laughs> Shecky, out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what what you said is exactly right. I, I fully agree with that. And we're not, just to be clear, we're not talking, we as in Sheck and I, we're not talking about people who who are in the shit of life right now. Like you, right. you just survived. Some, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the mental health community and this community of survivors, this community of people who live with all different varieties of mental illness. And you're, you're, you're talking about this community at large, millions upon millions of people. It is not their responsibility to take care of me. You're talking about people who, if you're going to a psychologist, why are you doing that if you're not utilizing the knowledge that they have, first of all, the abilities that they have? Because we've seen, some of you know how many doctors we've seen, but we have seen an unacceptable number of doctors, which is what I tell people, and I mean specifically psychologists. So they didn't work for us. We tell people all the time, though, that that does not mean that you can't find a doctor. Finally did find help when we went to the Mayo Clinic. That was it. That's what it took for us. But that does not mean that you can't find someone that's going to work for you. Because if you want a friend, message someone else in the mental health community. Save your money, save your time, and your energy. Because if you're not willing to do certain things, if you're not willing to have some of those hard conversations... Uh, yeah, because neither of us, he's nodding, <laughs> because neither of us are are talking about, yeah, this is super easy, do it this way, if you don't, then you're stupid. That's not what we're saying at all. No, this no. is hard. This is hard. That is it's, why we both define it as work. It, everything you just said, yes. It's not e It's not easy at all, and not like trying to make it sound like, oh, just do it. Like, da, da, da. All of it, therapy, working on your mental health working to find a better place, working to manage through life. Yes, it's work. It's it's this weird combination of it's like, I know I've been in that place where I just didn't care enough, right? Absolutely, yeah. And the truth is, is like, we do have a choice to be like, okay, I don't care enough, right? Yeah. I don't care about life enough. I don't care enough about me. But it's possible. I'm not saying for everyone. And again, it's not for the people who are like in the throes right now. Right. right. Yeah. But it's possible to work towards caring for yourself. Yeah, of course it is. Caring about yourself. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Caring about yourself. It's absolutely possible to get to that point. I think there is, I think if anybody thinks that life is easy in any sense, Right. When you're dealing with your emotions. And I, I honestly don't think, like, I think anybody, even if they don't have, like, a mental illness or a mental health condition or a disorder of any kind, it's, if you're having an ease, if you're, everything's coming easy, you're probably not doing things right. Yeah, or you're setting yourself up to get bitch slapped in your 40s. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I struggled for years. I mean, I still struggle, right? I'm a, I struggled for years because I had not been doing the work I should have been doing. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I was, I was not cycling in a bipolar episode, but there were all these other things that were going on within me, right. like emotionally that I was ignoring right. because I was like, 
because I actually would place it on the bipolar disorder. Yeah. And be like, oh, it's the bipolar. And the thing about bipolar is bipolar doesn't create feelings. Right. The feelings come from a real place. Yeah. The the mood disorder of it enhances it or exaggerates it. It enhances Same it, thing yeah. with Exactly. Same thing with anxiety. So, like, the brain chemicals do a lot to it, but the feelings come from a real place. And I started facing those feelings. Is that fun? No. no. Is it a good time? Do I love delving into that crap? No. No. <laughs> but I also know that it's making me stronger in a sense yeah does it mean absolutely. i feel better all the time no. no it makes me stronger and we all like i mean i i look at it like we have the ability to face those things we have mm-hmm. to f- choose to face it and again like you said it's not for the people who are necessarily in the throes but personally i know that i perpetuated mm-hmm. a lot of those throws that i was in right because i wasn't willing to or i wasn't ready to do that work and I also wasn't with the right count therapists right who were pushing me to do that they were all about like fluffing me up but mm-hmm. I needed help building myself up so I didn't the you know <laughs> but it's important to find a therapist that's not a fluffer <laughs> <laughs> I love that word I had to. you had it to. entered my brain and I was like I have to say it now wait 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 this has to be said <laughs> But exactly, that is that is exactly it. Because if you're if you're seeking someone who, and you know what, in the beginning, I have no doubt that that is probably the exact type of doctor that we did seek out in the beginning, because yeah. they were they were testing the waters, they were trying to figure out, okay, is this is this going to be safe for everybody? Because doctors are one of our triggers. And you know what? That's an everyday trigger when you have a bunch of illnesses. Just saying. And that is something that now we have been working on in therapy. And I can, you know, I can say the word. I'm not going to go into a panic attack. Not that the word sent us into panic attacks years ago. However, it could. And that is a serious, not-so-hot thing. That is a problem. But it is not arrest. It is not your responsibility to know and to care for me and all of my triggers. If you if you call someone a friend and they reach out to you, that is a different thing than what we're talking about. What we are talking about is this very bizarre generalized argument or debate that, well, everyone needs to cater to me and all of my problems. That is just not the way the world works, nor should it. It should not work that way. And- I completely agree. And we can't try to make the world work like that. Right. You know, because, yeah. I mean, I, I think we do have, like, a say in who we bring into our lives Absolutely. and everything. We don't have a say in what other people do or say to us. Yeah. You know, it kind of goes back to this thing where it's like, I can't control anybody's actions or their words or what they say towards me. Big, I can important only lesson. Control Right. I can only control my reactions and how I deal with them. Right. And again, it's, I think it's probably different in closer relationships sometimes. And other times, like I have a lot of friends who to me say things that I find insensitive. Right. Uh Oh, I have a choice to say, Oh, I find that insensitive. Or I have a choice to maybe examine it a little more and be like, Oh, is, 
is that insensitive to me for a very specific reason? Right. Is like, where does it sit within me? Should I challenge myself to explore that? There's a lot of things that we find, we kind of throw around with the word trigger yeah. and be like, oh, that triggered me. And it's like, oh, it's because it actually lives somewhere inside of me, mm-hmm. like with an issue that I actually have with myself or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, we need to actually face it, which is just another reason that there's a lot of things that we are there's a lot of things we are better off facing yes. and not trying to avoid and not asking people to avoid. Right. Obviously there's going to be limits and boundaries. There's yes. like differences. Boundaries is a huge thing to have and put in place for yourself. Right. Like, there, exactly. There are, ba- and something I'm like working on is like, you can set your boundaries. That doesn't mean a person's going to respect them right. or accept them. Right. You know? and, and then so talking it is to still them- your job no, sorry. I was going to say, talking to that point, it is it is then your responsibility to know, are these boundaries things that were set up years ago and I'm okay with certain things now? Or are these boundaries important to me? Is this a hard limit in my life that I am going to not continuously deal with and call someone out on because it does bother me? It comes down to difficult decisions people don't like. And life's just messy, And we don't want to face we don't want to face those decisions right. because it means possibly changing the way things have always been yeah. or the way things are. And we don't want that change. We don't want those like shifts in our life. Sure. And what I, I kind of been exploring so hard lately is that life time, everything is constantly moving forward. Yep. So everything is always constantly changing. It's only our perception of things are the way we want to view things that view things as not changing or not shifting. So we have to be open to those things and we have to be able to learn to deal with those things and avoiding those things, boundaries, triggers, any of it, the, the way relationships change, the things we don't want to face. We're better off in this world if we actually start facing them because it's, it builds us up more than takes us down eventually. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Yeah. And that, 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 it's just so true. You're working on, why are you working on these things if you're not going to continue to try and people hate the word and hate the phrase when I say it, but take responsibility for your own mental illness. Mm-hmm. If I am sitting here talking about triggers and different things like that, I gave an example of one earlier. If one of my parts gets super agitated and I go into a panic attack, that is not any listener's responsibility. That is not... Arez's responsibility, that is mine. It is my body, my mind, my disorder. Now, it's up to me to try and articulate that as well. If I cannot articulate that, then my guess at this point, and chime in if I'm wrong, but Shecky knows us well enough to say, what's going on? Are you okay? Do you want to just cut this? If you want, I'll call it back. Whatever it may be, that is supportive because... We have we have been building this friendship via Twitter, and no, I yes I would, right? <laughs> because for me it's like support is care. Supporting someone is caring for someone. Yeah, right. And support is going to make mean different things for each person. So yes, I would ask, "Are you okay? What do you what would you like to do? What do you, you need? just want to cut it? Like, yeah, that's you know. But it's also we formed a relationship. I don't necessarily expect a stranger on the street to do that. Would it be nice? Perhaps. But still, me taking care of myself. 
which doesn't mean I have to do it alone. No, exactly. Right? That's Taking such personal an responsibility yes. does not is not saying I don't need anyone. Right. Right? Absolutely. It's saying I am learning to take responsibility and how to care for myself. Yes. It is a constant process. I think you would probably I, I don't know if you would agree with this, but you're constantly learning new ways to deal to, to manage life with you and your systems. And Absolutely. you know and, and it's a constant, it's a constant, it's constant work, right? And I'm Life learning. Life is living, breathing, functioning, finding different ways to function. And then you take into account just daily life things, you know, a right. husband, pets, you know, work that we, all these different things. And for different people, it's all different things. But again, that goes back to, I'm not saying it's easy, but what I'm saying is, is that if you do want to survive and then live beyond just the bare minimum of survival it takes work it takes time and it is it is worth it taking responsibility for your own mental illness and taking responsibility for the things that do impact you and making that means making hard choices and hard lifestyle changes you guys out there have no idea who we were just 10 short years ago we have made some ex extensive life changes and majorly different things. And I know that we haven't been in therapy that long, but we have been trying for a little over 10 years to figure out what the hell, this is not working. We need to make changes. We need to try different things. And it is hard. The thing is, is we, I'm not going to say we have to, right? But to me, sure. I tell myself I have to. Right. Those changes, again, it's 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 kind of like this idea of getting stuck in what we've always done. Yeah, habits. Um, and it's habits not are working. A bitch. If you're if if you're miserable, if you're if you're trying to change the rest of the world before you're trying to work on yourself right. to adhere to you, and if you're doing that over and over again, you're going to continue to just be in the in the depths and the dankiness of it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not saying that like every day I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have crap ass days. I have hard days. I have days where I'm just absolutely constantly exhausted. Yeah. But you know what? I, I understand that that's me having to take, that's my body telling me I have to take care of myself yes. or I have to see where I can push myself a little more. What do I need to manage better? It means looking at the things that I normally do and what can I shift and what can I change? And is that uncomfortable? Yes, that's uncomfortable. But you know what? Nothing good lives in comfortable. Everything right. strength inducing and good actually lives in uncomfortable eventually. It's just not an immediate good. It's interesting how you put that. See exactly what you're talking about there. And yeah, uh, it definitely seems to ring true, especially from a lot of the different things that we've heard from other people over the years and that sort of thing. Because there's, I mean, well, if you take the trauma community, for example, you know, a, a lot of people define themselves as survivors and that sort of thing. But they, they lived. They acknowledged that now what they've done is this profound thing in a sense to them. But now continue. Don't, right. don't just, don't stay stagnant. Don't get, st don't get right. stuck. You'll always, right. you'll always be a survivor. Right. Always. Right. You, you've done that. But you, the question you did is, that, are you so... ready to move past? Right. I don't want to say move past that word or move past that title. No, but that's the word people enjoy to see use what, then. Right. Okay. It's, it, right. We like to, like we talked about this, we like to give ourselves titles. Mm -hmm. um, but, and it's just, it is, like I said, there is a sense of pride to it. I'm not going to yeah. lie to that. But. 
for me, I, after, you know, survived suicide in 2016, I called myself a suicide survivor. Sure. And then that shifted now for me, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, I survived. Like I, I shifted from suicide survivor to I survived suicide. Right. Because I'm not letting go of, I'm not letting go of the fact that I survived. Right. Because right? it's part and of your I, life. I it's do, part of your story. Right. It's a, it's a part of my story and it's a part of like so much of what I'm doing right now. Right. That comes from it and that kind of like journey I've taken since then. But the point is, is that I've taken a journey since then. Right. And I've taken a journey since then. And there are so many words that I could probably attach to myself beyond that. But I don't want to live forever. You know, I, I will always live forever as a survivor, of like a suicide attempt. But it's, t- it's also time for me to move forward and see what else I can do and become. And I think it's a beautiful thing to be a survivor, but we also have to not to not get stuck on that because it also, if we're always talking about that one thing that we survived, we're kind of getting stuck in the past. Yeah. And it is a thing of pride. It sure. should be. But no, I agree. But we should continue living because right. we survived. We owe it to ourselves to continue living and living means living, which means, which in my head, I'm like, that means forward, go forward. And that's more events and more things to, to deal with. Let that be a a great marker and a confidence booster and a strength builder. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I made a point there. (laughs) Pretty sure I got one of those little points in there. Yeah, you absolutely yes, made a point. Yes. <laughs> Going to what you were talking about, absolutely. You you survived, and now looking forward to things in life is how you're going to begin to live. So you you're a survivor. You did that. Past tense. You survived. So now what we need to look forward to is the future. Like you had said, you survived. You did that. But now. I don't, I don't mean this harshly. What was the point if you're not going to live? I always make this weird connection, right? And, and maybe it sounds, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm belittling it, right? Mm-hmm. Being a survivor and what people have survived in their life and, and the horrible events and whatever events you've gone through that have you know, made you a survivor. We do have a tendency to want to get stuck on things in this life. Yeah. We get stuck on good things and we get stuck on bad things, mm-hmm. you know, and to kind of highlight the, that kind of mentality, I make this connection. If you look at like an actor, right, who's on a sitcom for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and then the sitcom ends and they are trying to get work afterwards, mm-hmm. but directors, casting agents, and, you know, society, their fans, whatever, have trouble seeing them pass that role. Yeah. So it's hard for them to get work, or when they do get work, the audience might not be as embracing it as much because they're not that same character, and they've always pictured them as that one character they saw for years. I like that analogy. Can I can I interrupt you real quick? I have a question yeah. about that. Yeah. Do you think that, I'm going to use pieces of that analogy, do you think as, for example, the director of your own life, do you think that people continuously cast themselves in the same role? instead of moving on to something bigger and better? I do think we have a tendency to do that because no matter what happens in our life, what was kind of formed us, what formed us stays with us, right? Right. So we do have a tendency to repeat 
certain patterns, whether it's attracting certain personalities in our life, certain events, to, to a degree, right? Sure. So if my thinking is that if we're living in the past in any kind of way, mm-hmm. whether it's a good event or a bad event, like with a good thing, we want to kind of repeat it over and over again because right. it worked that one time. Yeah. Right. And eventually it's going to either get old for us and we're going to suffer from it internally or it's going to get old to the people around us and we'll suffer from that as well. Mm-hmm. And then if we're living in the past regarding an event and when I say living in the past, I don't living in the suckiness of what happened versus right. learning to work through it, because obviously more so in there the are negative. There are going to be things, obviously, like, you know, especially with PTSD that like you're kind of reliving it, but you have to learn how to manage right. with it. But I do think we have a tendency to, we have a view of our, a certain view of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And until we see ourselves in another view more deeply beyond, again, I bring up surface, surface a lot, but I think we, we often will attach to even wording because we attach to it on a very surface level. Yeah. We, including wording, mm-hmm. right? So we can say, I am I am strong. But if we don't feel strong, the same patterns are actually going to happen in our lifetime. And we're casting ourselves in the same role, but we've just attached a different title over us. Yeah, but that's... I like the role you is what's that, yeah. inside of us. Right, right. You know? No, that's a good point. So, like, so until we're ready to shift that, what we're actually working on inside of us we're going to be playing the same role over and over again on the outside. Yep. No matter what we've chosen to name that role this time. Right. Right. Yeah. Did that make sense? It did. Yeah. That made complete sense to me. Absolutely. And I hope it made sense to the listeners out there because Shecky's (laughs) a pretty, Shecky's a pretty smart guy. We have a lot of interesting conversations. We Um, do. We really do. And I think that we should just record them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It could be, get lost sometimes man and we just we, go <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm like i'm pretty sure we stayed on topic but <laughs> i'm gonna have to listen to that back <laughs> yeah, now we're talking about actor that's my bad right um, no but that analogy I, I, perfect. It all connects in some way to me it does i think i agree it absolutely yeah it connected in my brain and i hope it connected for everybody listening because that absolutely fit for me you're talking about these basis of getting stuck in certain things and if you get stuck in, you know, the, the crap or whatever it is, or even if you're repeating good patterns, you're not, you're not growing. There's nothing happening. It is stagnant, and that isn't living. If you're enjoying your life, I don't, I'm not talking about, you and I both speak on mental health. You talk more about bipolar and that, and I don't, I don't have bipolar disorder, so I don't know, I don't know what that's like. So we are coming to the end a little bit here. Oh, there you are. Yay, you're back. Okay. Okay. Pardon those technical difficulties. Step back, please. Jesus. Oh, my God. That freaked me out. I was like, what is that noise? You can't do tricky things like that to someone with DID because they don't know sorry, if that's internal or external. Oh my god, so sorry. I can't tell if I couldn't tell if that was internal or external because I have my headphones on. So I was like, "Hold on. Who is making that obnoxious as hell noise? Please stop." So sorry. So sorry. No, that's okay. That was really amusing. Um 
So we're going to go ahead and start to wind down here and bring us to the end of this episode, but I just wanted to kind of grab some of your last thoughts on um, the responsibility of people and their own mental illness, their own mental health. So, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think th there's a lot of like different wording we can use with it, right? Sure. But it is our responsibility to take care of ourselves. And for me, my mental, my mental illness and my mental health is within me. Right. And so it is my personal responsibility. I, I also want to clarify that often when we say taking responsibility, personal responsibility, people confuse that with being to blame for it. Absolutely, yes. Or for anything. Point. And I hear that a lot. I hear that kind of mixture of words. Like, you know, I, I hear people getting those two words kind of confused, and maybe that's like a, a mental connection of some, of some kind. Taking responsibility for me means working towards managing it and right. taking care of it and knowing the signs and knowing my triggers and knowing everything and working towards living with it. That's yeah. That's what taking responsibility means to me. No, how I got here with it, whatever, how, how it manifests in me, whatever, I'm not to blame for it. I'm no. only responsible for what I am, I'm living with now. And so I can move into the future. Yes. That is what taking responsibility is. Yes. And I love to have people in my world that care about me, that support me. Of course. But at the end of the day, and I, I think I've said this before to you, is it, it's beautiful to have people in our lives and to have communities and to have friendships and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm the person with me 24-7, 365 days a year. The better I am at caring for myself, right. which doesn't always mean taking care of myself, but caring for myself right. at the best of my ability to work towards taking care of myself on those days or whatever, that is the most important thing I should be focused about. And that means learning how to deal with my triggers, learning how to deal with my health issues, learning what I need to do to better myself and care for myself. Absolutely. Very well said. I think that's a great place to end it. That is so spot on. And then the, the differences between caring for yourself and then taking care of yourself, because it's so true. I want you to go ahead and give our listeners the down low on Shecky, where they can find you, what your Twitter handle uh, is. Tell them about the Sheck Check. Yes, so I do uh, a podcast, which is also on uh, Anchor FM, which is where you're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's called the Sheck Check. It's kind of promoting self-checks on us to, and our mental health to better ourselves, to better handle things in life, and also to bring more awareness to mental health which is not just, you know, the disorders and the illnesses, but also what everyone in this world deals with, which is the way we think, feel, and behave. Kind of bringing self-checks for self-awareness on that, which is how the Check Check kind of became what it is. You could check me out on my website, which has both my vlogs and my podcasts, which is www.thesheckcheck.com. And Twitter is at ErezSheck. Whoop, whoop which is E-R-E-Z-S-H-E-K. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on. We were super excited. We're like, we got Shecky. Shecky's here. Shecky's here. 
All right, let's uh, end this note on laughter then. <laughs> thanks again, everybody, and thanks to Sheck for joining us from the Sheck Check today on the We and Me podcast. Everybody have a great day. We will see you next time. Bye. I have my own rogue gallery, ain't no Batman in disguise. I have a tragic story and some people I despise. I have my villains, names and shadow and the signs that will ensue. I have a history so hollow and a story to tell you. Eventually, our hero boy forgets and breaks away. His mind wasn't meant for this, he's lying, he ain't okay. Eventually our hero boy will forget he has a soul. And eventually our hero boy, his heart will take the toll. Eventually our hero boy will take what he has known. He'll use his newfound strengths to let you know you're not alone. Smile again, getting there was quite a bad but he's okay now. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Lee and Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you're listening on if you enjoy the show. Big thanks to Adam from Compulsive Inc. This is his original song, Rogue. Adam is a member of the DID community that reached out to us via Stevie's call for musicians on Twitter. So go check out Compulsive Inc. on YouTube via the link in the description box below. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!